I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Cabby Presents podcast. It's been a while, but thank you for the click, and thank you for hanging out for the next 30 minutes. I'm your host, Cabby Richards. Last time I had dinner with my friend, Adnan Verk, uh, who is at ESPN calling baseball games now. I'm so proud of the dude. He was like, Cab, when are you going to do some more podcasts? And he's got his cinephile podcast at ESPN, and it's great. He's like the greatest film connoisseur that I know, uh, and he really uh, dives deep into his analysis and his reviews of the films. And whenever he has uh, an, an actor on, he knows their filmography so well that he can go to like the independent movies which really impresses the actor because they're not just getting he's not just asking questions like oh so why did you choose to do this role he knows like very specific references to the different things either way the only reason why i'm telling you that story is because burke was uh the catalyst for me to get back in the booth and record a podcast and I have some fun stories coming up for you in the next yeah half an hour so the first one I go to Oakland to cover the NBA Finals and to get some time with Clay Thompson. So the practice facility is not your typical facility. It's like in a parking garage. It's like the fifth floor of a parking garage. Um, and But you get in there and most... NBA and, and NHL buildings, when you sign in with the media and you're, you attend practice, you're literally signing your name, your affiliation, time on a piece of paper or on, you know, like a, like a sheet with a pen and paper. There, it's an iPad. You punch in your information. It takes a picture of your face. You're stored on some database for life. But I was like, yeah, since I'm in, I'm in Oakland slash San Francisco, this makes sense. You get into the gym, it's beautiful. It's huge. It feels like an old school barn. Like it, the the ceiling is sort of curved, like replicating a barn. Has that sort of nineteen eighties Hoosiers kind of feel, like Cameron Indoor Stadium at Duke University kind of feel. And I, I went twice to watch practice. Media from all over the place. The cool thing I saw two cool things. Steph Curry and Kevin Durant shoot together after practice. They do a shooting game where they take 10 shots in different positions around the arc. It could either be behind the arc or a few feet in front of the arc. They do a move, they shoot a jump shot. And these dudes were just splashing Jays. I know Curry and Klay Thompson are the Splash Brothers. Kevin Durant was in there like throwing up cannonballs as far as the amount of splash that he created with those jump shots just everything just wet so when Steph Curry would mess up a jump shot he was less demonstrative maybe he grunt grunted Kevin Durant was more audible audible with his frustration like ah damn and it was just cool to see these guys like shot for shot not missing or missing occasionally 
and continuing this game. And the assistant coach was saying to Mark Stein of ESPN uh, that he likes to keep he, who the guy who runs this game or runs this drill said he likes to keep his horses running together. I thought that was a cool moment. The next day I went, I saw two-time MVP Steve Nash working with Kevin Durant. And when I was talking to Steve, I was like, "Yo, what would, like what were the exercises that you were doing with Kev?" So Kevin would would start in sort of a half squat with his body, his lower half, ninety degrees to his left. So then at the start of the drill, he would sort of jump, and his his full whole body would be facing the rim, and then he would explode up, elevate, and then shoot his shot. So Steve said he was working on his mobility and his flexibility. And I was like, oh, cool. I've never seen that drill before. But so, and then uh, about a year ago when Steve and I, we did this, I did this Q&A with him. Um, uh, you know, he told me about this advisory role that he has with the Golden State Warriors. So he checks in two, three times a year, four times a year. G- generally when players uh, reach out to him and they just want to work on something. So it was cool to see like right before the finals, um, you know, Kevin Durant is working with a two-time MVP, one of the coldest shooters in the history of the NBA, which is Steve Nash. So under underrated as far as a uh, shooter goes. Obviously, his passing and the way he could run an offense was ahead of its time. People forget that Steve Nash was like, you know, a 50-40-90 guy. 50% from the field, 40% from beyond the arc, 90% from the free throw line. So that was cool to see. And again, Durant was just splashing Jays. Um, if you guys want, I, I have a video on my Instagram account, and maybe it's like thirty seconds, but it was it was you know just Steve Nash throwing Kevin Durant passes. Imagine if Kevin KD was like around and he played on those like that those Phoenix Suns teams of like the mid two thousands. Kevin Durant would average like forty points, just like going from baseline to baseline, just in the corner. Like Joe Johnson and like Sean Marion, not that he was that great of a three-point shooter. Uh, Quentin Richardson got a fat contract because of the Steve Nash effect. And, you know, the mobility and the flexibility is is showing or paying dividends or is showing on the court. Because after two games in the NBA Finals, Kevin Durant is putting in work. Great defensively. And then offensively, as LeBron James is guarding him, he looks unstoppable. And if, you know, you, you guys will hear this probably after the NBA Finals have been decided. So if Kevin Durant wins the MVP, he will have won it being guarded by the best player in the world and certainly earned that award or that trophy. And if it's Steph Curry, who had a triple-double after game in Game 2, uh, who is, you know, playing at his MVP caliber as some people have criticized him that he hadn't in 2015 and 2016, resurrected himself. Okay, so those are my two uh, Golden State Warriors stories. I'm at this uh, Cactus Club restaurant, has his annual party. And for those people that live in the U.S., Cactus Club is just like an upscale bar. So it's like, it's a it's a restaurant and you can get food and uh, assorted other accoutrements um, but it's like, it's not quite fine downing, but it's pretty good food. So I'm at this yearly party and Roy Woods, who's an R&B dude from Toronto. He's an OVO guy. He's been co-signed by Drake. He's got a song with Drake called Sweeter Man. He performed at this event. It was cool to see. He's a young dude too, but all the women were like really into his, into his vibe and into his wave. And some of the Blue Jays were there and they were just having some food and just kind of chilling in the cut. 
are in the background. That's what the cut means. Anyway, having a conversation with Russell Martin. And we're talking about the Bryce Harper-Hunter Strickland fight. Uh, maybe it was about a week ago or two weeks ago. Bryce Harper, 6'3". Hunter Strickland, pitcher for the San Francisco Giants, excuse me, 6-4. So we were kind of joking and laughing like, like, yo, like Hunter Strickland got the first, he got a clean shot in and then Bryce Harper got a pretty clean uh, shot in as well. Like you never see that in baseball, like the, the combatants getting two, like each getting a clean shot on the other person. So I was, I was like remembering times that I've seen Russell Martin like square up and he's a feisty dude and like I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with Russell because I feel like he like either he knows how to box or he knows how to fight and I was remembering I was like yo I remember seeing you there was a, a series against the Yankees and there was um there was like a bench clearing there wasn't a problem the bench is cleared and then you know for like a minute Everybody's kind of around, you know, they're pushing and shoving around the pitcher's mound. And then, like, you know, the camera pulls back. And then Russell is, like, talking to the backup catcher for the Yankees. And then the way that he was changing his angle on his body, I was like, yo, I know you can fight. Because anybody that does that, it's like, you are just <laughs> calculating angles and striking positions. The way that your body was was moving. And he was kind of, he was, he, was, he was sort of stepping back but trying to get open so that he can engage if the guy was going to lunge at him. I was like, you know how to fight. It's like one thing I look at, if, if someone staggers their feet, like if you're, if you're, uh, if you fight orthodox, your left foot's in front of your right foot. If you kind of s- split your feet like that, I know that you, okay, you know how to fight as opposed to standing square where your, your, your feet are square underneath your shoulders, sort of in like a, a squat position. Like I know that you don't know how to fight. So. I was watching Russell, and we were laughing, and Russell was like, the best thing in those situations, just choke somebody out. Man, I was slapping the wall. I've never heard that ever from, like, a baseball player. And I said, like, Russ, we're from Canada. Like, when we fight, we fight like hockey players because that's how we grow up. That's how we grew up fighting. It's this T-shirt or jersey over the top, and then you fill a dude with uppercut. Not that I'm condoning fights, but Canadians know that's, that's the oftentimes how we fight. And then we're just laughing about that. So um, if any baseball players hear this podcast and they decide in the moment, if there's a scuffle going down with the Toronto Blue Jays and Russell Martin is in front of you, you don't want those problems. You don't want those hands and you definitely don't want those hands to grip your neck and go night, night. Like Kevin Hart says, ever go night, night. And now we get to the good stuff. I haven't seen this guy for a while. And while he was a member of the Toronto Blue Jays, he was one of the team's most popular players. A fellow Canadian in the MLB, just ripping home runs to left field. He joins me in the studio right now. And I remember this other time where uh, I used to always get on punishment and told not to use the phone. You know, I'm honest. I'm I'm literally giving people a picture of what I went through at all aspects Mm -hmm. of my life. Honestly, almost anything goes. It's amazing to, you know, to step into the ring with someone like like him. Who are you and uh, where do you come from? May I ask? 
The last time I saw this man, I'm actually not sure the physical last time I saw this man, probably in the Jays clubhouse and I was just being a donkey and maybe accosting him. But the last interview we did, he was the on the cover of MLB The Show 14. And my guy imitated every single, well, not every, most of his teammates, their batting stances, imitated it to a T. And then, of course, he let me crawl through his legs. As, as awkward as that is and as <laughs> awkward as I make all of our interviews. Uh, Brett Laurie, welcome to the Cabby Presents podcast, sir. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. Guy, I remember at the time you were sitting out more. I wonder if this has changed. But at, in that interview, we had to turn your hat backwards, but you're rocking a Miami Heat cap. I was you, at the time. At the time. Okay, since you played on the West Coast and you played with, with the A's, has your basketball affiliation changed? I, I follow LeBron, man. I'm a LeBron guy. Really? He's my guy, though. Yeah, but guy, you were in the Bay, though. For I know that, so I, so I got to jump on board with the Bay. But but listen, you rep for the Bay. I mean, it does a pretty right. good year, and then and yeah, you're right there with with the Warriors. I don't know if you met any of the dudes, Draymond or Steph I, I or Clay. A, I, I met Clay. He came in. He was boys with Marcus Simeon, so he came in and always said what's up every now and then. But yeah, you never. It, but I always just said what's up. He was more boys with Marcus. I always says hey, what's up, bro, and that was kind of about it. <laughs> Didn't really have the boy Wait, feel. Did you go? Did you go to any games at Oracle? I heard yeah. it's, it's bananas. There. We went to a playoff game and nobody nobody sits. Everyone stands for the whole entire game, and that's one thing. I'll, I'm not never going to a playoff game unless I'm on the floor, but I'm not paying for them. So whoever wants to cough that up can call that. So, <laughs> but it's crazy. That definitely the fans there are epic, man. They are all over the place and they are getting it. I, apparently, it's the like the richest fan base in possibly sports because you have all these like venture capitalists, all these like tech nerds, all these super rich dudes. I mean, obviously, San Francisco is like the real estate is bananas. So I don't even like, I mean, listen, you made a, you made, you have a good career, but like, would you even, would you even be able to afford some floor seats? No, no chance. Floor seats. I don't know why the price for basketball games. Like if you look at floor seats, I mean, it's, it's silly. They're they're It's going to cost you. I think here in Toronto, I think at the Air Canada Center, they're like anywhere between a G and two Gs. Yeah. That's... I feel like at Oracle is probably like 25. Oh yeah, no doubt. Because they're like, oh, who are you watching out on the floor? You got, you're going to watch Steph Curry. It's going to cost you five tonight. <laughs> it's going to cost you five Gs. <laughs> I wish you guys could see his facial expression. <laughs> uh, and actually, no, you, you know, you can see some of these facial expressions is on your Instagram yes, accounts, sir. Brett Laurie one five one five. Yes, sir. Um, you had uh, oh, first of all, I gotta just guy. The what were you pushing? Nine plates. You you uh, the sled, which is torture. I, for those of oh. you guys who work out, I I, I think uh, my friend Dave Beakley and Winnipeg calls it like the prowler. It's just, it's anyway the sled with the forty five plates. I don't even know how heavy the sled is on its own, yeah. but to push it twenty or thirty meters oh. is brutal. Yeah, it's it's hard on you, man. Especially in Arizona right now, it's hot. Oh, so when you're gosh. outside doing that, it seems like every step's a mile. <laughs> hey, oh, and then you're up at like I don't know the crack of dawn, just yeah. like throwing around weights. Yeah, I'm up early. Do you do you follow James Harrison, the uh, works, Pittsburgh Steelers? He works out at the same place that I work. Out at. That's why I work out at that place. Are you kidding? So I see him pretty much every day. I've seen him for a while. He's the biggest man pound for pound that I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's the thing. Like in baseball, you see some big guys, but this is a different beast. This thing's just a little different. Man, the you di- never see a man like this. Like, and you know what? And like uh, on his Instagram, he's always wearing like four X jogging suits. Yeah. So you never really get a, a sense of actually how big the dude is. That's the exact thing. So when that stuff comes off, it's it's one of the craziest things. I don't even know how he can 
function of how big he is as a human being. And you're just like, man, if you get upset, it's pretty gnarly what you could do. <laughs> <laughs> There's that one video, which would be like any kid's dream is like, I don't know if you saw it. He's like, he's throwing his kids into the pool, yeah. launching them like 10, 12 feet in the launching air. Launching them, bro. And I'm just like, you see that? And you're just like, okay, you can understand why they're going up to where airplanes go. <laughs> <laughs> So when okay, so when you're in the gym, so you you do I, I imagine like baseball specific uh, drills, yeah or no? I've kind of switched back. See, okay. that was the thing. So earlier, early in my career, um, before I even got to pro ball, I was uh, I was more power stuff and about that stuff, and then I kind of switched over because that was kind of what everybody was doing, switching over to baseball stuff and doing baseball before your long season for your longevity of what you need to have. I found that that stuff didn't work as well for my body. I felt like what I used to do, power stuff and the type of body that I have, those movements made me a better athlete and allowed me to be better throughout the year. Then all of a sudden I, I pushed this baseball stuff out of the way because I just feel like that's what everybody was doing and I need to do what's good for me, not what everyone's doing. So how did you figure that out? Like uh, I think just trial and error. I think it's a trial and error thing. So I've been, I've, I worked out at Exos, a place in Arizona uh, a couple years ago. I was there for an off season and I tried to take care of some instabilities and whatnot. And unfortunately they, they didn't uh, resolve themselves so I found a new place I, I follow Harrison on Instagram and uh, you know I've been dealing with this injury and whatnot so sure enough once I saw that I was like he's not gonna work out at some you know uh, LA fitness he's gonna be he's, <laughs> he's gonna be at a, he's gonna be at a show place so you know I, I went out in Scottsdale and I found this place and I've been there ever since and I think that this will be the place for me you're a sick athlete I remember like just watching you in Toronto the, you you know I, I mean I don't know if you could dunk a basketball but at that playing that hot corner you got up a few times, and I feel like if you were a, an outfielder, you could climb that wall or get oh. over and bring some some home runs back. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but you know, and that was just a lot of your explosion. Are you doing? And sorry, the bore the listener. If you guys aren't like, uh, if, if someone's actually, you know, a lot of people do listen to this in the gym or on their way to work or whatever. So, right. you know, you, maybe you're you're motivating to some yeah. people. And certainly, James Harrison, which is his account. Just you don't need anything to motivate that guy. That guy's motivated himself. Oh. He's he's up at the crack of dawn, ready to kill things. <laughs> I promise you that. Other humans hey, on the football and, field yeah, from September do, to January. And, and do not get in his way because he will go right through you. When you're, when you're at the gym, okay, do you ever – I mean, you're a professional athlete, so maybe you don't really feel intimidated like the rest of us chubby bastards. But, <laughs> or, or, so when you're, when you're amongst your peers as professional are are you like – are your like grunts louder? Are your no. squats deeper? Are no, you putting but... more plates on the on the rack? See, that's the thing though. Like, so when I worked out at Exos, there's a lot of baseball guys and whatnot that work out there. And whatnot. What I did like there was when before our lifts and whatnot, we'd be outside on the. They got like I think it's like. 60 yards of turf or something like that there. So we go out there and we're out there doing stuff. So you're competing against other guys, not just in the weight room, but now we're doing athletic stuff. So now I'm testing other athletes in the game compared to me. And that's where it was just like, I, I enjoyed that because it was like, I, ro I roast guys. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this, I heard this great story. Um, <laughs> Terrence Ross used to play in Toronto now with the Orlando magic told me that in the summertime he would go uh, work out in LA and and to, to your point about working out with other athletes, Kobe, and I think Gilbert Arenas once told the story, but Kobe would, you have to be chosen by Kobe to go work out with him. And then Kobe would test your metal. So he would say to Gilbert, all right, we're doing a thousand turnarounds over the right shoulder, then a thousand turnarounds over the left shoulder. And then we're doing um, a thousand makes from like three point. But he would just, he would do this and like, 
you go, okay, you go first, and then just see, okay, you say you only hit 600 of those 1,000 shots, and then Kobe makes sure he gets like 650 or 700. No doubt. So so in the, in, so in there's a little bit of competition. I'm sure yeah. you felt it as well. No doubt. Just you working feel, out those yeah, and, and it makes you push harder. It makes you want to do better because when you're doing it by yourself, you're not really – you know what you have in the tank, but when you're seeing other guys output you know, what they're putting into their workout, you feel like you need to do a little bit more because you need to be better than what they're doing. Yeah. Even though we're doing the same thing, we're trying to get the same benefits out of it, for some reason I still have to beat you. God, how how loud are you when you do work out? Because I feel because you're not, you're an excitable dude, but like I feel like the grunts would just be a little bit louder. It's not so much the grunts, bro. I'd like I, it, grunt every now and then, but it's more or less when it's the tired sets. Those are the ones where it's just like, oh man, yeah. What's I, a tired but, set? Tired set, like uh, it's at the end of a workout. It's like at the end of like a a tough workout where you got maybe two exercises left. And those are the ones where you're, you're just gassed already. And it's like, all right, well, I got to battle through four sets of this and oh. get through it. And that's the stuff where it's just like, okay, like you're going to be done soon, but you're not done yet. So those are the things where it's just like, oh, you're tired. You want to stop. But those are the kind of the finishing sets like that. Those are the ones that make you the strongest. It'd be interesting to see a guy like you or like Mike Trout. I mean, baseball players kind of get a bad rap because, you know, with what Bartolo Colon's out there at 44, body fat of like mine, maybe like yeah. 38%, you know it's what I mean? Low. And like, and like, uh, CC Sabathia has battled his, his weight issues and, and, and Pan, um, not Pan, oh my gosh, um, uh, Pablo Sandoval. Sandoval, thank you. I mean, he's, he's trimmed out a bunch. For sure. But, um, you know, like guys like you, I wonder, I think they're bringing back the network. Battle of the Network stars on ABC where, like, they get athletes from all over. Sure. Uh, and then do, you know, those, like, a mini Olympics or whatever. I yeah. wonder how you would do it. I feel like I would put some money on you because yeah. you're just in. I feel like, like I, 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 want them your, to, I want them to bring back po- pros versus Joes. Oh, yeah. That was the show. Like, yes. so if anyone wants to test, come on, bring it. I don't think that's a good idea for I mean, I, I mean, if anyone wants to bring in a 2017 pros versus Joes, I mean, I'm, I'm your man. <laughs> I mean, I'm your man. I got you. Guy last night, uh, like a disgusting pig. So I'm, 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 uh, I'm binge watching The Keepers on okay. Netflix, uh, a, sh- a show called Top Boy. Give me the rundown on Keepers. What do we got on that? What is that? Man, it's uh, it's dark, bro. It's okay. like it's ba- it's like the the premise is who killed Sister Kathy? Who killed this nun? Okay. And that's all I'll tell you. Okay. It, it gets dark, but anyway. So I, I finished that. Top Boy is like this British like drug de- like gangster uh, miniseries. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? I'm watching this show called Bosch. Anyway, my point is, last night, like a disgusting pig, I crushed three bowls of popcorn. After uh, This is between 3 o'clock and like 3.48 a.m. So, you know, let's try and find a positive because there's got to be one in there somewhere. <laughs> you know, we ate three bags, which is, yeah, it's a grind, right? We probably shouldn't have done that, and that's okay. But we will battle back from that. This is, this is you know, and, and now, uh, like, you know, as we're heading, kids, we're recording this on Friday. You guys might hear this next week. Uh, but heading into the weekend, I'm going to be armed with some, some ketchup Pringles. No doubt. He's <laughs> locked in. <laughs> And I'm I'm happy that you brought me. I got two sleeves or two, and I'm I'm I might even eat these before I get home. Yeah, they might be because, inhaled. Listen, like you know, I used to taking flights. I would murder a thing of like salt and vinegar Pringles. No doubt, and your mouth hosed after that too. And you're just right? like, oh my god! <laughs> and you got to drink like a full, yeah. like a one liter bottle of water. But anyway, but like these would just go down. These are dangerous because I don't know who the scientists are that that create the seasoning for the Pringles. I know. Whether it's salt and vinegar. I haven't tried these ketchup oh ones. My. But you the, eat one, you'll eat the whole thing. That's how it goes with those, man. You eat one. Man. So it's like, if you crack that, it's about to be going. You have one sleeve left. Okay, so let's, but you're, okay, being as though you are a gym rat, 
do you do these just like do these even affect your body? Because I'm gonna crush one of these and so I'm gonna feel I'm gonna be in my happy place, if, but I might feel some guilt later. No doubt. If I if I eat if I continued to eat like that all the time and didn't do anything to get it away, sure I would look like a mess. I'm sure, but you look I like me, huh? No, you don't look like a mess. You no, look good, bro. No, you look good, no, bro. I'm telling you, it's I'm, it's I'm, it's the shirt. Anyway, bro, you can't see the popcorn at all. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, like Pringles, ketchup Pringles. You know, ketchup chips. Loved it ever since the beginning, and. uh Better, like I said, save the best for last. Pringles, best for last. Every time I go to uh, the United States, and I'm like, not every time, but there are a handful of times where I've I've brought like ketchup chips because mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's distinctly Canadian. I bring them to. So I, um, I think the last time I interviewed Aaron Rodgers, I brought him ketchup chips, and he he'd never tried them. He'd never even seen them before. Mm. Uh, so you know, what I, do you think of them? He said they're pretty tasty. We gave a big bag to to him and then the PR guy, and the PR guy had never seen them before. And that's the thing. Nobody sees, like you say, you you tell people about them, and then they just think about chip and ketchup. They put them together, it's out. And they bang it right away without even like, (laughs) oh, yeah, that's just what they do. Just take ketchup and put it on a chip, and that's exactly what it is. Nah, there's a little more flavor to it, a little more (laughs) zest. Need you, man. I I haven't seen you in so long. I forgot, man. I think we did. We probably did five or six interviews. One, one. Of the, no, no. I remember we did this thing about Father's Day. Yes. And then you never like you never like you never really got in trouble. You said your sister would rat you out sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Is that, is my that, sister. Is that right? Yeah. Or she'd uh, pretty much uh, basically say, "I'll tell dad on you if you don't do this." So I'm her slave. Pretty much. How that goes. <laughs> is she your older sister? My older sister. Yeah, she's three years older than me. So tell that. Uh, so anyway, I'm just getting I'm just getting reacquainted with your such a humor, and it's no doubt, it, it's it's been great in this uh, NBA Finals. Are you rocking with the Cavs? Or are you? I would like to see them. I'm not religious in it, but I, I like I like what LeBron James stands for. I like how he represents his family. I like how he represents Nike. I think that is following that he's created for himself. Um, I read a thing the other day. I said when he was 18, he turned down a 10 million dollar check from Reebok. No, from Adidas. Was it Adidas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from Adidas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I read that, and I was like. Any kid at that age would have done that, but him seeing what he had in the tank and where he was going, and now he's a, he's going to be a, b- a billionaire. And uh, it's uh, he's somebody that I look up to as an athlete. I know a lot of people look up to Kevin Hart working out and whatnot, but I'm going to look up to LeBron James. Nice. <laughs> are you are you when when you heard that Kevin Durant was signing with the Golden State Warriors? Were you like? And he's obviously going to chase a ring, you know. That's sure. that's, and he wants to, you know, have that on his on his resume as part of his legacy. Were you are you down with that, or are you were you like, ah, oh, you should probably grind, stick it, stick in OKC and grind it's it so, out. It's so different. Like you see in basketball, like in baseball, you don't see that. You don't see like you're not going to see like Robinson Cano and Albert Pujols and all these guys on the same team, all chasing a World Series ring. The team that you build is like a team is a team. When you try and I don't like. They're doing it where it's just like you're always going to be there. You're in the playoffs every. You like so if you never do it, it stuns everybody. So it's you're basically under a you're under a microscope. You have to be good all the time, and as they will be. But I don't like that. It's just like you put such a big team. You just thump everybody. Everyone that you play, you thump them. You, no one really ever has a chance. So it's just like. I liked when he was doing his thing with Russell Westbrook. I thought they had a good thing. Obviously, you know, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors there, but I I enjoy watching him play. But obviously, with that group out there, it's going to be tough to beat. Did you ever have a, a thing with a teammate? Like, I mean, baseball, there's like 25 guys. Basketball, there's only 15 dudes. So it's a smaller locker room. Baseball, it's a clubhouse. And, you know, the, the pitchers hang with the pitchers and the infielders hang with no the doubt. infielders and, you know, whatever. So did, did you ever have, like, did you ever have a thing with a guy where you didn't, 
like you guys were teammates and you sure. were obviously fighting for one cause, but you guys never really hung out or didn't really see eye to eye. It happens a lot and not so much eye to eye. It's just we're, we're just different men. We respect each other when we're at the field because we're teammates and I'll play my ass off for you any opportunity and each ever opportunity that I get. Um, but away from the field, maybe we just don't do the same things. Maybe you're into some other things and maybe I hang with some different guys and okay, you will the, see that a lot. Who's the guy if they got hit by a pitch, you're not running out of the dugout to go defend? Oh, I see. That's the thing. I always got to defend. Rather, you okay, know, no, I, but there's one guy you're gonna you're gonna run a little. You're gonna jog uh, as opposed to sprint out. See, that's and the then, thing. And like, it always depends the situation. What's going on? If the if the if he was being the guy that's you know caused the whole issue, and he's gonna go create a bigger issue, and he was, I can't. It's hard to back that up. But you always got to back your boys up. But I couldn't even say somebody because I can't even can't even think of a time or anything. But I looked it up. You got hit 27 times in your career. Mm-hmm. How many of those times do you think was intentionally where you got a beat? good handful of them? Like a good handful. There's probably a good. Three, a good three or f- three, a good three. There's one that was early in my career in the Rogers Center where I called time on the guy in his windup, and he, and he got to where he was going to release the ball, and when he looked up, I was already out of the box. So that made him upset. So the very next pitch, he right in the middle of my back. <laughs> Who was the pitcher? Uh, he was a oh, he was an older guy. He was a vet, and that's and he. I don't think he plays anymore, but he was a veteran guy. And when I got back in the dugout, I think I was. I think it was Mark DeRosa. Or somebody had told me that I had known who that was, and be like, he did that on purpose because of what you did. And I was like, okay, I understand. Okay. But it was just like middle that stuff. Back, that just stings. Like stings. The one like the yeah the ones in the middle of the back sting. But yeah, I've been hit a. On purpose a few times and been thrown out. So. <laughs> have you ever? Have you? I don't. I can't remember. Have you ever, like, uh, a pro, like run at the mound? Like, no. Nah, because like for me, it's like I watch those all the time. I watch them happen. Guess what? Always never happens. You never get them because it's too much mayhem. And when right. you get twenty, when you get fifty guys plus, bo- and you get so many guys out there at one time, you there's so much going on that. So I'll bring up an example. So when I was playing against Kansas City a couple of years ago and that whole situation was going on when I was getting hit by a pitch and I, you know, I slid into second base the night before. Next day, Ventura blasts me with 100 in the arm. Right. Then the next day after that, I get 100 thrown behind my head, but I was already hit the time before that. So for me, it was just a, it, it's such a crazy time. So I was like, well, I have two options. I can run out there and maybe not get them, break my hand, break my finger and be out for two months. And do something and get suspended and get fined and pay that penalty. <laughs> the fines aren't that much in baseball. It's like no. 75 bucks. But it's just like, okay, bucks. so okay, so take that. But then I don't, then I pay the, so the fine that I consider a fine is not playing. That's a fine. True. Okay. So, so now it's like, well, I know that everybody on this team, we need each individual in order for us to win. And if we all go out there and we got three guys that broke a finger and a guy broke a foot and we got all these guys suspended, we're going to be in trouble. So I took the high road and I know that. It, there will be a time where I will get you, and I hope it's face to face because that's when I really want to get you. <laughs> you know, have you ever have you ever hit a homer and it used to you used to have like sometimes have this hop out of the box when you really just got a you got a hold of one and just no launch. Doubt. I can think of one against Baltimore. You had a nice little skip after yeah, just launching. Skip. Yeah, that's my hop skip, <laughs> yeah. man. I don't know what that is. It's my hop skip. That's when you know. Like that's when I know. As soon as it as soon as you see that skip, I know it's gone. Do you um? Did you ever? Do you remember a time where you just milked it a little bit? Like who was it? Was it uh, someone? What, and this it year? didn't go out. And it didn't go out. Yeah. There's one time that I did it. It was in Texas. Uh, <laughs> we were playing again in that's Texas. A, that's a big ballpark. It's a big ballpark too. So I nutted a ball. I crushed it. But the guy, the guy was on the mound. It was like a one-two count or something like that. And he quick pitched me. And so he looked up and he didn't even lift up his leg like he was doing. He just all of a sudden rushed me and flipped a curveball in and I caught it out front and I pimped it. I was like, I got you just like that. And I stared at it for a second. I was like, oh, I better get going. Better get going. Next thing you know, it was caught short of the track. <laughs> 
And I'm like, yeah, Arlington, this is a little windy in left center there. That's my bad. And then I remember going back out and Prince Fielder's like when he hit a double and I was playing second, he comes back out and he goes, do you think you got that? And I was like, bro, I crushed that ball. What are you saying? Did I get that? Of course I got it. <laughs> oh man! And then the the, the trot back, excuse me, the trot back into the the dugout must be like, oh man. Yeah, because like, you know he, everyone's watching. You know that yes. hopefully that they didn't see you pimp it or whatnot, and hopefully they don't hit you the next time when you went up there also, because you did that. Also true. Sensitive game. What? Yeah, everybody's so emo in baseball. <laughs> like just hurt, feelings get hurt. Like oh my god, uh, who was it? Who, uh, someone this year took like thirty seconds to run. Oh my gosh, who was it? Um, it was like. Like a Cabrera or something. Like someone took some time getting going around um, the, the bases, bases on a homer. Yeah, Hanley Ramirez probably. Mm, no, was, or was it was it a couple years ago? No, no, it was this season. Okay. Like took his time and like somebody clocked it. it was like the, the Hanley Ramirez does that a lot, man. He does it where like he hit one in Boston against us where it was like, bro, get your ass around the bases. And it was like he's doing it on purpose. Like he's like it's almost like he stops on every bag and puts his weight and sits on it for a second and then gets off. It's like he's really rubbing it in your face, you know. Which I'm cool with. Pimp it, do whatever you want, but just run the bases. You know what I mean? Just get around the bases. Sit there and hold your bat. Do what you want, but just run the bases. So you've never you've never trotted. You like kind of you, you you have a little. I don't want to say. Well, I guess more of a more of a trot, but you don't really more like of have a prance. A, like a <laughs> more of like a it's more of like, you're not a, like a show pony around. It's like a gazelle, like a gazelle. Just. God, no, that you're like a gazelle. Gazelles move quick because they're getting chased by freaking cheetahs and no doubt. So it's and like lions a, and no doubt honey badgers for you for sure, <laughs> for sure, man. But it was like I've never like I, I've you know I'll pimp a home run and whatnot, but I've all, I always get around the bases. I want to see that soon. No doubt, bro. It's 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 coming, bro. It, it'll be back soon. I know. Sure. Listen, I know you you stay living in the gym and just uh, get putting that work in. I'm sure. So, I mean, it'd be awesome to have you back here. You have a great personality. I mean, obviously, sure. the city loved you when you were here, and uh, and hopefully, your how how is your body? Is it getting are you close to 100? percent I'm getting there, man. There's just a couple things on my checklist that you know when I do stuff, you know, side to side or when I run. There's just certain things that you know I might feel a sensation or something every now and then. So it's not as bad as it was before, definitely. But it's definitely something that I need to not feel that before I move forward because I tried to move forward too early last time and ended up going backwards and it really sent me backwards. So I'm trying to just continue to move forward little by little. It was little. Your, you, your, 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 your left, it was your it was, leg, yeah? It was my leg, yeah. I, so I, it, I tweaked, the MRI said I tweaked my lateral gastrics of my calf at the top with my bicep femoris tendon and my hamstring together. Guy, what did you just say? I know it's a like, tough. You, you I, didn't I swear even I could be. You said like forty-seven words. I know. I feel like I could be uh, a trainer after all this because of how much I've learned. I just don't get on the table. Like I've actually learned about what's going on with this thing, and uh, yeah, I kind of know the terminology behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you just ripped that off like crazy. Okay, so the new Pringles, the uh, ketchup flavored Pringles, are they out now? Or they're just is it just for like Canada yes, Day? They're out now. Yeah, you can buy them now. So if I when I fly to wherever I want, I, I I might need these in my life on the uh, at the airport at Pearson. Because I could just murder, even on like a one-hour flight, actually, a sleeve of Pringles lasts less than like 12 minutes. It's gone. It's gone. Like I said, you eat one, eh, you're going to grab like 10, and then you're going to grab like 15, and, and then, then the box is gone. <laughs> and, and then when like, I get right. to Arizona, I just show up at your crib. Yeah, uh, no doubt. We'll, we'll get a workout in, so then- We'll get a workout I'm, in. We're going to pump in. Yeah, so then I, don't, I have some guilt-free eating when I crush a few yeah, sleeves Yeah, no of doubt. Pringles. Then it's like it's a reward. Okay? Yes, it is a reward. No I just need to put in the work to earn that reward. No doubt. Uh, you can follow him on, on Instagram. It's brettlaurie1515. He's a great follow. And uh, if you need some motivation, whether it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you'll see it on his IG. Uh, it's great to talk to you again, man. And, and thank you for being on the Cabin Presents podcast. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. 
Thank you for listening to Brett Laurie on the Subway Fresh Take Hotline. Fresh. This was Cabbie Presents, the podcast. Oh, yeah.